Anna up, episode nine. James Wilder Jr. Let's go. Anna up, Edmonton. The Elks are on the board. There it is. Anna up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks. Cornelius will throw to the outside to Shy Ross at the ten to the five. Welcome to the Joey Moss Suite, uh, along with uh, James Wilder Jr. Thanks for making time for us, James. Appreciate man, it. Thanks for having me on the show, man. I love the show. I always watch it. We have a helmet here every show. You've probably noticed that. It's decoration. But when James Wilder Jr. comes, he brings his own helmet <laughs> with him, right? So we got to use his helmet for it. We don't have to get Wilder uh, visor anymore, eh? but that's uh, – visor's cool. Pleasure's cool. Cool right. lieutenant. You know. All right. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing the lead. Looks good. No face, no uh, face. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw a date at you, see what you can remember. Oh, uh, September 16th, 2017. 2017, September. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> that was uh, Toronto versus Edmonton. Yeah. And I remember that one because that uh, my uh, wife came up for the first time to Canada. Her birthday is September 14th. And I promised her I'll score, of course. Obviously, you know how that goes for her when she comes. And it was my biggest game. I think it was my first start. My yes, first it was. CFL start. First yes, CFL start against Edmonton, unfortunately. But um, we're here now teaming up together. So hopefully, we can get some long runs like that and big games like that with, with the yards. double E. 190 yards, yards yeah. and a touchdown, and then mm. just 67 through the air. Just. Uh, 257 <laughs> yards in that game. Uh, we need that again. We need to bring that back. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a pretty impressive. Do uh, you remember the next week? <laughs> I do remember the next week. Uh, the next week was um, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, Coach Mark Tressman telling me, hey, anybody could have a big game, but, you know, the great ones could uh, follow those games up. And I remember that was my motivation going into that game. I don't remember the numbers, but I remember it. 100, 141 <laughs> yards on the ground, 77 in the air, so mm. 218. Your first two starts in the CFL, you rang up 475 yards. Yeah. This game's easy, eh? Man, <laughs> when I first came up, man, I, I remember, and uh, a lot of the veterans telling me, hey, it doesn't usually happen like this, man, so just make sure you keep, uh, you keep this energy every game and, and enjoy the blessings that come with it and make sure you give credit to the O-line. Because that, that's not all me. You go back and watch the film and look at some of those holes, man. You you would have had like 120 that game, I think. Yeah. Some of it's on. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of credit. A little, just a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, who was the starter before that? I was trying to remember. I was thinking. Oh, about... uh, uh, Brandon Whitaker. Okay, yeah. Brandon Whitaker. Right. Um, he was. Uh, I think he was in like year 10 at that point. Year nine. Mm -hmm. Man, I learned a lot. I learned mostly everything I know at the running back position from him up here. Um, he took me under his wing, and um, he was a starter for the first nine weeks. Uh, I think at the time, how <laughs> it's a funny story, actually, how it went down was um, <clears throat> I was complaining to Coach Tressman, honestly, and I was like, man, it's, it's week nine, you know, we're last and our running back play is last in the league right now, man. Can, can I get a shot? Like, well, at what point do I get a shot? And uh, Coach Tressman called me out in, in the team meeting. He was like, hey, this, you know, Wilder thinks he deserves a shot, so I'm going to give him the shot in front of the team. Let's see what he does. And, um, you know, the team, of course, had my back, and I remember them gassing me up before the game, and it happened to be against Edmonton, but uh, Whitaker, even when the roles changed, when I became the starter man, he's he's a great, great running back, even better person, father, husband. He just helped me out a lot, and I mean, I give him a lot of credit for that 2017 season. I'm always amazed how football works that way. There's guys who, you come in as a youngster, and mm -hmm. the guy that you're behind 
takes you under his wing and yeah. teaches you the ropes, mm-hmm. knowing you're going to take his job at some point. Sometimes yeah. it works out that way, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, we, we were here for, you know, 10 years. There was a mm-hmm. fullback would come in, and Calvin mm-hmm. McCarty would take him under his wing, and everyone's yep. going, oh, that's a guy's going to take Calvin's job. And then <laughs> yeah. season starts, and Calvin's a starter still, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. and he just kept doing it for years and years. But sure. it's kind of a weird dynamic in football, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it is, man. It, it's because it's, um, you're a competitor. You know, you're, you're, you're helping the person. You're literally helping the person be the best he can be to potentially take your job. But um, when you have the confidence and you know you're, you're working in, you know, you're working, you're putting in the work day in, day out, you don't really feel, you know, football is a game where any day you could be cut. It's unpromised, no contracts are guaranteed. But when you're confident at the work that you put in and uh, the talent that you have and you showcase it uh, week in, week out, um, you don't really, you don't really think about that. You just worry about the things you can control, and um, we're all here trying to feed our families, and this is all of our dreams. So to see a young man come in from America or come in from anywhere, the same way I did, um, it's my duty to be able to make sure he's comfortable and and make sure everything's easy for him because it's a new game. It's not. This is a different football game from the United States. So it's definitely at the running back position, and mostly running backs are Americans. So um, I just like to. Use that for my way to help out the team as a leader. If, I, if I'm going to call myself a captain and, and a leader, and um, I think that's part of the role that comes with it. 2017 was your rookie season. That was a pretty good year for you. We talked about your first two starts. <laughs> yeah. You were named rookie of the year. You won the Grey Cup that year. That's a, that's a pretty great way to start your Man. career in the Canadian Football League. No, for sure it is. It is, but um, it leaves you. It leaves you with that hunger. Like you know, you know you. You don't get satisfied off of that. You're like, dang, man, I, I want another ring for the other hand now, you know. And um, you're, you're, you're really hungry when you win that great cup. And I, I think I've been on the worst team of the league every year since then or the bottom two uh, teams. So, like, I'm hungry. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want that back again. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of a coaching staff that wants that in a, a locker room of guys that just wants to win. You know what I'm saying? And then somebody like Jonesy. I don't think as a coach that wants to win more than a, than, than a guy like that, and he's the GM too. So I'm excited to be a part. Um, I can't wait to get back and, and, and get this thing going, man, because uh, we know what we have in the locker room. I mean, I'm sure we're getting grief on the outskirts, but we don't worry about that. We got all we got, and we're all we need to uh, get this journey going, and I can't wait to get back and be a part. You talked about being on teams that haven't had a lot of success the last couple of years. I know last year, talking to you in the offseason a couple of times, you mentioned you didn't want to talk about being named the MOP of this team, right? Because yeah, it's like three that. wins. Like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what is that, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you had a great year. Yeah, no, <clears throat> for sure. It's it's tough. It's tough because you always want to have those team goals first. You know, like, it's, it's no point you could have a 2,000 – yard season <laughs> and it's, trust me it's not you can't even celebrate it because you're losing all the time you know so you want to be able to definitely win I'd rather have gray cup rings some some diamonds on the uh, on the finger than 2,000 yard season only winning three games and couldn't even barely celebrate that year you know so it's definitely uh you want to hit those team goals first and um we hit those team goals and you end up balling on top of that that's just icing on the cake. All right. So 2017 was your first year. How'd you get to the CFL? Tell me about that that path and how you decided. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go north. And was it a difficult decision for you? It um it was honestly it was. Uh, so going back, it, it was my first time being cut in my life. So it was a hard time in my life. I was uh the number one player in high school and can go anywhere in college. Blah blah. I just never been cut before. I've always been the guy. So it was tough for me mentally and um. I got cut in the middle of the season. I think I got cut like week 12. This was in? 2016. What, what, what city were you in? Uh, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Okay. <clears throat> Buffalo yeah. Bills. That was Cincinnati first, right? And then Buffalo? Cincinnati, yep. I did, so I did Cincinnati for uh, two years. Um, they wanted to bring me back, but I decided to go to Buffalo, and then Buffalo cut me. 
um, week 12 or 11 or so. Um, like I said, it was mentally tough for me at that time. Probably one of the toughest moments of my career. Like I said, it's the only time I've ever been cut um, in my career. So um, I remember just hitting up my agent. I was like, yo, I got to play football. And he was just like, stay patient to next camp. And I was like, no, I want to be on the team. Like, this is this is tough for me. And he's like, uh, we could the CFL. What do you know about the CFL? And um, like, no disrespect, but I was like, I don't know anything about the CFL. Like, I don't, I can't name. I know Toronto Argonauts. I just happened to know that team, and, and that was literally it. Now, BC Lions, you know, you know, but that was it. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know anything. And he's like, well, <clears throat> um, we could talk with Jim Pop, uh, who was at Toronto. I think at the time Montreal had my rights. And um, honestly, I told him, I was like, man, I don't want to go to Canada, honestly, unless it's Toronto. Because, I mean, I just want to at least enjoy the experience as well. No offense, I didn't know anything about, you know, any other city um, here in Canada. So came up to Toronto, and then all that happened, and that's, that's how I went. And it's going fine. <laughs> it's now, going right? fine. Year nine, man. I mean, year nine. I'm still here, so it's going good. No complaints. <clears throat> uh, so you were uh, 14, 15, and 16 in the NFL. Uh, you mentioned high school. Yes. I, confirm these stats for me. Now, <laughs> I don't know. I think I got it off of Wikipedia, I think, and, and sometimes they get exaggerated. Uh, 2009 in high school. Where, where were you playing? That's, that's old, old. There, that you was in, in, in Tampa, right? Yeah, Tampa, Florida, uh, Plant High School. I read that you had 1,000 yards rushing. 15 touchdowns, 136 <laughs> defensive tackles, yeah. and 19 quarterback sacks. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about that year. Did you <laughs> ever was, go off the field? It was – no. <laughs> a lot of cramps that season. But um, it was um, – that was a time in my life where I was deciding what I wanted to do going into college. Uh, 2009, after that season um, – I was ranked the number one player in the nation on offense and defense. So that's when I was getting recruited by everybody in college, but I didn't know if I wanted to play a line if I didn't want to be a linebacker or running back at the time. So that was that was hard at the high school level and then you got colleges pulling you different different ways. But of course, you know, my father played in the NFL, um, six two, six three, number thirty two. It was just always been my dream to kind of follow his footsteps and kind of do everything he did, kind of relive that career. So um I, I chose running back. I, I don't know if you know this or not. Well, I'm sure you know this. Chris Jones has a pension for moving guys from one side of the ball <laughs> oh, yeah. to the other side of the ball. Man. Has it ever come up? It's I've uh I've I've played some snaps on defense already this uh <laughs> this season. Um I got me a sack on some of them, so make sure you tell Jones and remind them. No, for sure. I've I've always tell people all the time, man, I'm I'm an athlete, man. I hate to be considered a running back. I hate to be considered a linebacker. That's why people always ask me, man, you're a starting running back. Why are you on special teams on punt? I was like, because that helps the team. Like, why not? I'm, I'm, I'm 6'3 and I'm 225. That's not a running back size. You know, I can help our team on special teams. So um, that's just how I viewed it. Special teams is fun to me. Like, I, I, I tell Jonesy all the time, like, man, I miss tackling people. Just put me, put me in a position to tackle somebody, man. I miss it. I could do it. I promise you. So, um, I mean, that's, I mean, he ended up putting me at defense on, just in practice, of course. But we had some fun, did some looks and seen some things. And, of course, I had a couple of tackles on special teams. Yeah, once you plant that seed with him, though, you never know. You never know, man. I, trust me. When, when I first, when I, I make jokes out there on the field all the time and all those vets were like, man, you must not know Jonesy. You might, you might not ever see running back uh, ever again. You make too many sacks, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but like I said, man, I'm an athlete and, and I'm a team firster, man. Whatever helps this team, uh, helps us all get diamonds on our rings, that's, that's what I'm for. You seem like well, a lot of the guys do, but you seem like you guys got a pretty good relationship with Chris Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. No, me and Jones, that's my guy, man. Me and Jones is uh, cool. I, I, I haven't had a relationship. 
like that <laughs> with a GM head coach uh, the way me and Jonesy has. And I think that's going to take us far. And I think that, him being a player coach, player GM, is going to take the organization far. You know, when you build that trust and when you got a, a guy, even if it's not what you want to hear, um, <laughs> when you got a guy who's just going to tell you straightforward if you like it or not, that's what's needed in this sport. And um, that's what's needed for a sec- uh, successful organization. All right. Uh, more with James Wilder Jr. when we come back on Antler Up. What a comeback it was in Montreal last week. 32-31, the Elks come back to beat the Alouettes for their second win of the season, second win in the last three games, down by 19 in the third quarter. An exciting comeback uh, led by Taylor Cornelius at quarterback. Next up, well, it doesn't get any easier for the Elks. They'll face the two-time Grey Cup champion Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium tomorrow night. The Bombers come into town 6-0, and obviously off to a great start. You can join the fun at Commonwealth by hitting to Ticketmaster or GoElks.com for all your ticket information. It's the Elks and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tomorrow night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. You can watch the game on TSN. You can also listen to it on 6.30 Ched with myself and Dave Campbell. Our coverage will begin at 5.30, kickoff time Tomorrow, 7 o'clock from Commonwealth, the Elks, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. The Antler Up podcast is recorded in the Joey Moss Championship Suite. The Joey Moss Suite opened in 2022 to honor Joey, his great legacy, and to remember one of Edmonton's greatest heroes. The Joey Moss Suite is a great place to watch an Elks game from. To learn more about how to purchase the Joey Moss Championship Suite for an upcoming Elks game, email partnerships at goelks.com. You're born and raised in Tampa Bay? Tampa, Florida, right here, baby. TB. There you go. Yes, sir. There you go. <laughs> now, was your dad from there, or did you live there because he played there? Uh, I lived there because he played there. There, uh, My mom and father is originally from um, Sykeston, Missouri. It's a country y'all probably never heard of. Tampa, it. Yeah, it's it? a long way from Tampa. It might not be a long way, but it's a long <laughs> way, right? Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just from Tampa, Florida. Like I said, father uh, retired a Buccaneer and never left. He's spoiled down there, so... He's never going to leave Tampa. He's a pretty good player, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he, he, was, he was pretty solid, man. I don't like to tell him too much because there's too many people telling him that every single day down there. <laughs> did, did he ever get up on the Ring of Honor yet? Man, he Tampa? didn't. I, man, if, if whoever sees my tweets, I tweeted every other day about my father not being in the Ring of Honor. Please, 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 for me, it'll mean a lot. Retweet it. He holds every running back record, and he's not in the Hall of Fame for some reason. So make sure y'all do that and get Wilder, please. There you go. Mm. Uh, Thank you. Do you uh, you watch? Did you have you watched a lot of tape with him in his old games? And I, he retired before I was born. Before you were born. Before right? I was born. Yeah. Yep. So you never got a chance to see him play live. Not live. Right? No, but, not live. He re- he retired in '89, and um, I was born in '92. So, um, but growing up, I'm going to show my age again here, but we always watched a lot of, of the VCRs, <laughs> the VCR <laughs> tapes of his highlight film. Um, I don't know. I was just, I tell people all the time, and I really feel like I was just born into football. Like, I didn't have a choice. Like, everybody was already telling me, you're going to be like your dad. You're going to play football. And just, you know, me watching the film all the time. Like, most kids watch cartoons, and, you know, it sounds like I want to say this because it sounds cool. Like, I literally was watching film, not studying it, but just it was cool to me. Like, just seeing my dad, you know, it was just it was a thing for me. It was cool. Every Halloween for 15 Halloweens in a row, I was my dad. You know, <laughs> honestly, I was. As, as, as big jersey dragging on the floor. I have pictures. Like, seriously, like, I literally live to, like, kind of be a running back and kind of follow those footsteps. So, look, bro, I'm getting – you see my hairs? There you go. I'm goosebumps talking about it. Like, it's just <laughs> – it's, I don't know. It's just a dream, man. Like, living out your dream every day is, is pretty cool, man. I, I have no complaints. When you watch film of your dad and then you watch film of yourself, mm-hmm. you see the Wilder name bar, you see the 32, but 
Do you have the same style? Do you run the same? Do you Man, do the same thing? It's the it's like I said, it's it's It'll sound like I want to say it because I want to be like that, but you could see it, man. I'll, I'll I'll post it all the time. Some similar clips, some similar touchdowns and stuff. I'll post one um, after you post this show on Thursday. So make sure y'all tune in. <laughs> um, uh, I'll make sure I post that. But yeah, no, you can see it. We're both six three. Like I said, um, in the '80s, six three was the common size to be a running back. You had the uh, Walter Paytons, the big Earl Campbells. The, it, it was normal. My dad. But now, 6'3", like, I'm the only one now. <laughs> it's, it's not – they want the smaller, shiftier guys. So I've always took it upon myself to take that challenge. Like, you know, I've always heard, you're a linebacker, you're a linebacker, you're a linebacker. So I've always taken it, you know, upon myself to, like, yo, you guys are telling me, like, I can't be like my dad. My dad was literally 225 pounds, exactly what I am, 6'3", exactly what I am, same waist to uh, shoulder length, you know, torso. It's the same exact everything, literally just 30 years apart. So why can't I do it? You know, he had success doing it. Why can't I do it? And that's just kind of the way I took it uh, upon myself. You know, it's just a family business, and I want to show him that I can't just do it. I want to show him that I could do it the best. <laughs> Honestly, the best. Like, not trying to be cocky, but, you know, my dad always said, like, don't play football. Don't represent my name if you're not doing it to be the best. And if you tell me, that's the same thing I tell my kids. So I'm living to be the best, and, and, and that's what we're here to do. It's a family business. You know, we don't play football for fun. You know, we do it for fun, but it's really – like I said, I was born into this. It's, it's, it's a little different from everybody else. You know, I'm, I don't expect everybody to understand, but it's, it's a family business, though. And you, you guys run a, a facility together in in, uh, in Temple, Florida, Wild, Wild, Wilder Sports Academy. So me and my brother and my father, uh, we started a sports academy where it's not just football, all sports from ages five and up to 73, I think, was my wow. oldest client last offseason. Um, yeah, we're training them, man. The Wilder name is big down there in Florida, and like I said, it's 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 a, um, especially big in Tampa, and it's a family business. So I think that we could just use that name to bring people in to get the best work. Um, we're not a organization that's just we're not we're not trying to get money out of people. We're just literally trying to use our experience, Hall of Fame experience, gonna be Hall of Fame soon, should have been Hall of Fame experience, and um, that's what I'm working to do too, to get Hall of Fame somewhere as well. So we wanna pass this experience down in Tampa, Florida, and just uh, be the best facility there. You said brother? Uh, my brother Curtis Wilder too, yeah, he played He played one year. He didn't make it out of camp, but he played for the Buccaneers, but he didn't make it out of camp, rubbing it in his face all the time, but he made it. He always <laughs> like said, a, I mean, he Like a brother should. Yeah, like I said, I'm the little brother, so I, if I can give him anything, that's what I'm like, man, you didn't make it out of camp. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, my, uh, me and my brother and uh, my father were running it, uh, all three Wilders. Cool. I know uh, your family's up here, right? How, yes. how important is that? There's a lot of guys, and, and there's no right way or wrong way to do it, mm -hmm. but a lot of guys come up by themselves. They leave mm -hmm. their family at home. Mm -hmm. uh, they go home at bye week and see their families, yep. and then they come back, and they don't yep. see their families again until next bye week or the right. end of the season. Uh, why do you go this route? Why is it important to you to have your family it's, with you? It's because, it's, like I said, it's a family business. It's what, I do, it's what I do it for. Me growing up, like I said, my dad retired by the time I played, but me growing up, um, him always taking me to the locker room, him always taking me to the stadium. Oh, that's Junior. Oh, that's, he's going to be just like you, just hearing that all the time. Oh, you're going to be a star. That's, like, like, that's manifesting, I feel like. I feel like, like I said, it's weird. I promise on everything. I promise on my children, on my life. Since I was a kid, like, I knew I was going to be a pro athlete, if that makes sense. Not in a cocky way. It's just like it was really manifested. Like, I was kind of born into it. So I feel like if I could do that with my son, if I could do that with, with my daughter, if they – if they could see it, if I could make them a part of it, that'll give them that drive. Cause just that alone, seeing that, like, whoo, goosebumping me up. Yeah, there you go. Just yeah. that alone, it I know. Must just... be, it must be real, <laughs> real fascinating for you. It is, to man. Take your kids into the room now after doing that with your. It dad. is. It's the most. It's the most thing I take pride in. You, you see it all the time. I tape my wrist with my children on there, and it's who I do it for, man. And it, just the impact. 
like not even football, just the impact that it had on my life, just being like, wow, if you work hard, you could have this. Wow, look at people cheering for my dad. His hard work has people wanting his autograph. They're, they're looking up to him. Wow, all this charity events, my dad's just using his name to raise all this money to help people. Like, why not? Like, that's just that's what I want to do. You know, this, this is what I want to do, and I, I want to instill that into my children, charity work, being here, the fun things, showing my son. My son's he's six years old. He's playing football, showing that you work hard. This is what you could do. Look, you, could, you can come down on the field. Everybody's wearing your jerseys and stuff. He wears his, well, my jersey at home all the time. And it's just, it's, it's, it has a lot to do with success when you, when you have an advantage uh, to be able to show them this lifestyle. Uh, you had a camp for kids before the season started. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How did that go, and how important? I, I know ever since the Elks signed you, you talked about, and it was you couldn't the first year because yeah. of COVID. Killed me. But it's important to you to, to give back to the community. Man, it's it's very important, man. It's it's. You see how last season was. Last season when we couldn't give back to the community, when we couldn't interact with the fans, that was the most boring season ever. Like, it's, it's, football is boring without the fans, honestly. Like, we need the fans. It's important that we have them here in the stadium because when you don't, it's just it's empty. It leaves an empty feeling. Like they're a part of football. They're a part of making football fun and successful as well. So, um, yeah, giving back is it's huge. Last year we couldn't do it because of COVID. We couldn't do anything. So this year we did something called Wilder Week, where I tried to visit three schools uh, every day, but we visited eleven different schools from Monday to Friday. Uh, about two schools, um, two schools a day: elementary, middle, and high school. And then we ran a um, Wilder Sports Academy camp where we had uh, I think a little over forty kids uh, show up. A lot of fun. Um, we impacted a lot of people. Uh, the principals are emailing me now to come back <laughs> to make another visit as well, which we're arranging to do. All right. Uh, I've been wanting to get to this story for mm-hmm. a while now. Uh, your WWE career. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. We can't call it a career, I guess, yeah. but you ventured into <laughs> short, it. it was Tell short. me how that came about and how far down the road you got. Okay. Um, man, honestly, it's, I don't know who entered me into the tryout. Um, I think I have an idea. He won't admit it. I think it was Hank Brown, my high school coach. <laughs> Somebody entered me into the WWE tryout, and I got the email, and I didn't know. I didn't even think it was real. Thought and it was I, spam. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "There's no way." Why they're just randomly reaching out to me to be a WWE star? And uh, um, I called the number. I was like, "Let me just call the number." And they were like, "Yeah, man, seriously, it's in Orlando. These are the dates. Let's arrange it." your flights, and when they really booked the flights and stuff, I was like, yo, this is serious. And um, I grew up huge on WWE. I had the WWE, WWF when I grew up. But, yeah, you know, I was too. huge on the, the Rock and Stone Cold. That was my era, man. And, um, you know, they asked me, and they was like, you're good on camera. You know, you're good. You have a good physique. You know what I'm saying? You have a nice fan base. Will you be interested in this? And I was like, man, I'm a fan. I would love to do this. And I did the tryout, the three-day the three, uh, three tryout in Orlando. It was the hardest athletic tryout I ever been through. It's just, just army style workouts. It's just, it's not workouts to really see if you could. It's workouts meant to break you. Like it's, I'm going in there, I'm looking at everybody, and I'm seeing everybody all look super big and look like the Big Show and Undertaker. And we're in the weight room and they're showing out. And I'm like, we'll get to the finesse part and I'll be able to stand out soon. But it wasn't too many finesse parts. It was just a lot of just, just kill you workouts. A lot of fun. Um, got to meet some in, um, important Hall of Fame guys, Mark Henry. Hand swallowed my whole arm when I shook his hand, and um, it was a great experience. The reason I didn't do, I got accepted. I got accepted to join the WWE. I would have to start off at um, what was it called NXT in Orlando, which is like a lower level WWE, and um, they told me I had to pick between football. I, I wouldn't have been able to do both. And then on top of that, they told me you're on the road like 220 days of the year, and uh, that wifey was like, "Nah," she was like, "That's not happening." <laughs> There's only one home game. Yeah, yeah that dream was right? crushed. Yeah. That was over with quick. So did you 
get you actually got in the ring then and, and did some wrestling too? Yes, we got yeah. in the ring, did some wrestling. We did promos. We had to do um, – because, you know, wrestling is the physical part, but it's also – the promo part too as well. Yeah. So you had to um I had to rehearse my um script and you know you're slamming people and then you still have to look at the camera and they rewatch it. It's it's it was, it was a great experience, man. It's it's um I give wrestlers a lot more respect than I did before I got in the um before I got in the ring. Mm-hmm. Would you think about it again? Oh man, I, I mean, would do you're it. Not was, play it was football forever, right? Yeah, Is no, there... for sure. I, I remember. I remember they asked me, "Well, after football life, um, after football life, give us a ring, man. We'll put you through another tryout. I'm sure you'll be in shape, and let's do it." But it, it, it's still two twenty, still two hundred and twenty days a year, man. And I don't know. I don't know if I could be away from the kiddies and the fam that that much, you know. All right, let's move to the red zone now. Our final three questions yes. on Antler Up. Uh, first one: mm. the first CFL game you ever saw. The first CFL game I saw. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, besides watching film, probably the one I played in. <laughs> probably the one I played. I never, I literally, I really never watched uh, CFL. Um, when I first signed and found out about the CFL, I watched a lot of highlights, you know, figuring out who was the key guys of the league. And um, I watched a lot of highlights, but I didn't, I never watched a full game before joining the CFL. All right. Uh, your best football memory? My best football memory is just, easy, just the Grey Cup. Uh, the Great Cup, you know, championships are always the best when you win them too, for sure. And um, it happened, like you said, it happened to happen. I remember talking to Ricky Ray, and he was like, "Man, these things—you got it in your first year. These things don't happen. <laughs> these things don't just happen all the time. You had a lot of success in your first year, man. So really enjoy it and stay hungry to get more." But the Great Cup in 2017 against um, the Calgary Stampeders was um, my most favorite CFL moment. Just being able to. Finally take a deep breath and all the hard work you put in the offseason, all the sacrifice. At that time, I didn't have my family up with me that year. And um, the sacrifice around the family, uh, my mom and dad never been to Canada, and they came to their first CFL game. Um, it was just – it was it was magical. You know, the snow was coming down. It was a magical that – was a, that was a magical night, man. That was my favorite CFL moment. And last question. Mm. Biggest name in your phone? Biggest name in my phone? Um, biggest name in my phone, just celebrity. Period. What do you got? Yeah. All right, give me give me about ten seconds. We I got some. Ah, I don't know. I got some big ones. Um, <laughs> you put me on the spot. Man, we got. I don't want to offend nobody, man. I got some big names. I got some. I mean, what's what's big names? What's celebrities? I mean, I got athletes. I got NFL players. I got NBA players. A few rappers, but I mean, it's not. I don't know. I mean, we don't we don't look at each other as celebrities. We just you know it's we two chains. I'll, I'll say two, two chains is a common name. Everybody knows two chains. Two chains from Atlanta. Uh, that connection was through Devonte Freeman um, when he played in um, Atlanta for the Falcons. He pretty much tied me up with all the Atlanta rappers and all the Atlanta celebrities. Um, I lived with him for about four months when we were training that off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I got cut from the Bills, I moved and trained with Devonte Freeman in Atlanta before I came to Toronto. Two chains is pretty big. Two oh, chains. Uh, <laughs> Two chains is cool people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I know you got a phrase you use mm-hmm. every time uh, a scrum ends. So hang on to it. We're okay. going to give you the last <laughs> word. Right now, we're going to tell everybody. Uh, don't forget to head into the archives. Uh, we had Jed Roberts on last week. Some great stories from Jed from the old days uh, from him. And there's there's some so many great interviews back in the archives. So don't forget to to like, to comment, to uh, favorite, do all that stuff, and come back next time on Antler Up. Uh, He's James Wilder, Jr. 
I'm Morley Scott. We'll see you next time on Antler Up. You guys already know results speak louder when you get wilder and when you're feeling down. Antler Up. <laughs> Antler Up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks. James Wilder Jr.'s got a pair. Oh, he's got a man wide open. Mike Jones has it inside the 10. He'll walk the dog to the end zone. Antler Up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Elks.